And I really like native botanicals because they are a bit gnarly. They're not perfect. They're really organic. I feel like the more organic and rogue, the better. And visually they turn out better. And it's to be a bit wild. Hi, my name is Melanie Capel and I'm an artist and arts manager from Narina in South Gippsland, currently living in Berries Creek. This is the Our People podcast. So we are currently sitting in my painting studio in Berries Creek. It's a really nice spot up here. It's nice to have a studio that is separate from the house um, and nice to have one with a view like I do, which I know I'm really lucky, but a lot of my work is about sense of place and immortalizing a sense of place through painting botanicals and flora that surrounds me and a place. So yeah, it's really nice having somewhere where I can sit, produce commissions, brainstorm works and develop a process. Berries Creek is beautiful. It's very typical green rolling hills of South Gippsland. And I feel really lucky. I grew up amongst rolling hills. And so now having a studio that looks over that similar landscape is really lovely. There's something to be said about being able to watch the vastness of sky. And although I've had studios in Melbourne, um, and certainly studios in more like domestic settings. It's really nice to be able to look at over the hills. We can see Mount Baubo when it's clear. We can see where snow's coming, where storms are coming. And yeah, it's a really nice space to just be and create. I grew up on a dairy farm in Narina. We had about 350 acres. 300 dairy cows um, and I went to school at Langatha Primary School and Langatha High School. It was a really nice upbringing. Dairy farming is hard work and you know there's a romance about it being on the land and being surrounded by animals and having quite a free existence but on the other side like you're at the mercy to the elements. Being part of a dairy producing region is great but of course a lot of things affect milk prices so yeah it sort of had the both there was a really nice sort of freeing beauty about it but at the same time it was probably really nice to grow up aware of struggles as well and you know that yes you could paint a romantic picture but it is a lot of hard work but it was a lot of fun I always drew and we had lots of concrete in the um, milking shed to be able to do like chalk drawings on which was great riding quad bikes which was good helping my dad go and get baby calves that have been born in the bottom of the paddock like all of that sort of stuff is really nice so yeah it, it was really nice it was really nice and I felt like I had a really informed sense of reality and hard work and the landscape and all of that informed how who I am now We've actually got an artwork that is part of a body of work that I did where I was exploring the way that shape and colour look juxtaposed with elements from my environment, botanical elements. So what I've depicted in this piece is a silver dollar gum, a eucalyptus that isn't native to the area but is stunning and it's got these really lovely sort of round circular leaves. And in the background, again, I've just said I really am attracted to Art Deco shapes and I think I like how the strong structure of those shapes how they fit with the really flowy botanical aspect I just really like how they work on a canvas and it's from a plant that's on the property so that's really nice too mum has said often that even when I was really little she used to sew all of our clothes and I would sit there by the sewing machine and make designs on the carpet out of the offcuts of fabric and for her like seeing my sister who wouldn't do that and she who wouldn't do that was just like oh wow she used to think that I would be a sculptor because I used to make these giant sculptural 
things out of cardboard boxes and paper to take to school. So that was quite cool. I was just always making things and always seeing something and thinking, what can I do with it and what can I make out of it? And then that led to drawing, painting, and I guess then, yeah, honing in on what I wanted to do. I loved art at school. I could have easily just done art at school. It was funny because I, and I guess I was creative in the sense that yes, I did art, but I also was a really like, it was almost like obsessive, obsessive storyteller. Like I wrote a lot of stories and always illustrated them. So I think just finding those different ways, like I'm a very visual person. And so I'd work through ideas really visually, meant that I wasn't that great at maths. <laughs> That one, like, yeah, that one always sort of felt like it got the better of me. And I was fine and obviously like past year 12 maths, but you know, in terms of how I interpreted information and expressed myself, it was always visual. When I was doing VCE, I did studio arts as part of my coursework um, and that was great. But also at that time, I didn't know any full-time artists. I didn't know that art could be a full-time job. So I was very confused. When I, when I finished Year 12, I got into my first preference, which was actually Health Sciences and Arts at Monash. And part of that was I thought, well, like maybe I can use art as a way to drive community development. And I saw myself working for the UN and doing community art projects. I started like, I just sort of started to get really disappointed that what I wanted to do wasn't an option. And when I try to tell people that that was what I wanted to do, because it wasn't a known thing for anyone else, it was sort of met with, well, that's not an exactly, you know, secure life path. So after that, I just sort of slowly started to realise and goes, well, maybe it's because I just don't fit in here. You know, I just don't fit in. That's something I've had to realise. So I'm going to go. And I moved straight from Leangatha to London for a year. And that was big. It was on my own. And it was while I was there and, you know, visiting the Tate every Sunday, at White Travel Gallery, all of those sorts of places that I thought, actually, maybe I can do this. And I really do want to study art. And I think I had to take myself outside of what I thought Lean Gatha was trying to make me or make me into or perceive me as and go, no, I want to go and follow this. So I moved back and got into RMIT, fine art painting and started that. It was amazing. I suddenly thought I'm with like people who understand me. Like these other people think like me. They're making things like me. They're listening to similar music. Like it just, yeah, which was interesting because then it made me even more like upset at, because <laughs> so I was like well you know why did it take for me to do this to find my people and you know as I've gotten older and older and retrospect and all of those sorts of things a lot of people go through that and especially in a small town you only have limited influences it's not like the city where you can go to a different suburb and get a, a taste of something else and yeah so I sort of I forgave it after that like you sort of realise the more that you learn about art and the more artists you're exposed to, it's also really intimidating. You realise that like, well, not everyone makes it. So you've got to give yourself a really good go, learn as much as you can. And the one thing that always set me in a really good stead was that work ethic. And it was, I guess it was through that that I realised, well, you know, I think I've got a good shot and the more that I commit myself to this, the better chance I'm going to have. I got accepted into a Master of Fine Art to continue on with my practice and I did two months of that and got to the point where I thought, 
as much as I really love doing my own work, I actually feel like I need to be a bit more hands-on and start thinking about a career. So being a celebrity artist is something that only a few people do. Making a living from an arts is possible, but I think I need to be really savvy. And I actually changed from a Master of Fine Art to a Master's of Arts Management. And that was the best decision I ever made. The one thing that I did realise that I did have over some other artists is to be able to manage your practice and be a bit business-minded in that sense. Even in the curation and the coordination of things that artists are involved with, there are a lot of artists that don't know how to write about themselves or to be able to put together a project, whereas I sort of had all of those skills, primary school principal mother and, you know, and the work ethic. Um, so we've got, these are two works that I did. They're actually a few years before that. And I was actually thinking about how to depict how we actually physically interact with the natural world. And again, what I thought about before, that idea of gathering different elements as we walk past or as we experience something and how leaves feel in our hands and what do we put in a vase at home and go, oh yeah, that reminds me of this. So here I actually, I worked with two women who both had tattoos on their hands. And I wanted them to capture, I guess, the sensuality and the intimacy of those hands and touch, but with organic forms and with the botanicals. So it was a really nice sort of coming together of those two elements. I sort of worked my way through the industry. I worked at commercial galleries. I've worked on arts projects. I've worked with artists. And the end of 2019, I took the plunge to go freelance, pursuing my own practice, but also helping artists with exhibition grants, writing proposals, helping build websites, those sorts of things. So basically everything that I was doing under like the project commercial gallery sense, but in a freelance capacity, which is so nice because I really like being able to empower other artists by helping them with that sort of work. But also pursuing my own practice was something that, you know, it's always kind of a dream. So to actually go, well, I think I've got enough momentum that I can take the plunge and do it. And it's been amazing. I did my first mural at the start of 2018 and that side of my practice is really amped up, which is really nice. Like I feel there's a whole shift at the moment towards public art and people appreciating that murals and artwork really does actually make an impact. It can be a good tourism pool for towns and for businesses. And it's really amazing. It's like a nationwide shift. The last year I've done I can't even remember, probably like 10 murals. And more recently, I was part of the Big Picture Festival in Frankston, which is a mural festival. I did a chalk festival in Yarram in January. So that side of my practice is really amped up, which was nice. And it's actually at the point now where I'm almost too busy to help other artists. <laughs> so I've had a few people contact me and I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. I actually don't have time to do this proposal for you. But that's kind of a nice situation to be in. Being able to do murals for people is really nice. Like it's nice working with people that see a value in art and they get really excited about being able to have something that, you know, makes their day brighter and everyone else that is exposed to it as well. So that's really nice. My partner and I got together eight years ago and I started coming back to South Gippsland again a lot more. He's a local. Our mums knew each other teaching. So I ended up having quite a nice split where I do four nights in South Gippsland and three nights in Melbourne. And I really loved it. I loved that I could be gardening here, be with my partner and stepson and have that sort of country lifestyle that I'm really used to. And then, you know, get into the city to work and be able to go to Ligon Street and have good pasta. And it was a really nice mix. So yeah, I did that for a long time. But obviously last year I was back in South Gippsland full time and I started off by doing a mural on the side of Forage and Grind, which is a cafe just off Bear Street in Lingatha. 
And it was great because I started doing that and that was peak lockdown and that sort of led to a whole string of others around the town. And I was actually really chuffed because Lee and Gatha didn't have any murals before that. So the fact that, I don't know, this ball started rolling and people started seeing the way that I work and what I can bring to a wall and I end up getting so many commissions out of it. So kind of really in a lovely way in that sort of section of shops around Lion Street, I've done Forage and Grind, Leangatha Beauty and Harvest Laneway Nursery. And they're all sort of, you can tell that they're my style, but they're all slightly different based on what the client wanted. I also did a really big mural at Leangatha Primary School and they were two shelter sheds that face onto Narina Road. And that was really lovely. And it was really lovely to being invited back. I still know a lot of teachers that are there. So that was really lovely as well. I honestly never thought that I would end up living back here. I think I actually still felt like I didn't really fit in. And so I thought, well, if I can go somewhere that where I do fit in, then that's, you know, that makes sense. But I started to enjoy being back here more. And even though sometimes there are other places where I could go, oh, it'd be so great to be there. It's also really great to be here. And I still do have that connection to Melbourne, but I've also realized that because of this sort of shift, there is that a real cultural shift that's happened in the last little while. And clearly by what happened last year with that string of um, commissions of murals, like South Gippsland isn't immune to that. And a lot more people are moving here. A lot of more creative people are moving here. And the community have actually really embraced what I've been doing and what I can bring to the town. And that was something that I did not expect and has been really, really lovely. Like it's been so nice. I even had some people that would follow me from mural to mural, just like check on my progress as I was painting up the street. And that was really lovely. So I sort of feel like I've sort of come full circle and I do really like being here and painting here. And, you know, of course there could be opportunities elsewhere that I'll go with my art and things like that, but it is actually really nice to have here as a base now. I think in the last sort of five years, there has been a real opening up of the town to people moving in. I think they've sort of, the towns have realised that they're not immune to change and that people who do move to the area bring good and can bring things that they might be interested in and have open minds. And in turn, that's led for everyone to sort of openly welcome those sorts of changes. 10 years ago, you would never have guessed that there would be a local brewery, a local whiskey distillery, more wineries, bespoke cheese, and the same with painting. And it's been actually really nice hearing the feedback from my parents and them going, yeah, she's like a full-time artist. And that just was never a possibility 10, 15, 20 years ago. So it is really nice. There has been a real welcoming of what would have once been seen as alternative career paths and different ways to engage with community. And that's actually a really big part of regional towns is that sense of community so being able to sort of work with that and enrich the area is really nice. I really like painting botanicals but in a contemporary way so I really like looking at botanical shape and colour, using colour as a sense like I often interject the botanicals with art deco shapes thinking about how the colours play against each other and part of my doing that is I always love like when you walk through a garden you can pick a few things and it's almost like they are the essence of what the place is you know those few sprigs and that's how I sort of approach my practice and I find whether it's doing studio commissions or on a mural people are almost really surprised that native like Australian native flora is being depicted like that 
but I really like it. It means that the people that you're working with, they actually see their landscape reflected in something that someone has taken time with and elevated it to this level where they sort of go, wow, like that is our landscape. When I was painting um, the mural on Harvest Laneway Nursery in Langatha, I did lavender, a billy button, leucodendron, silver princess. I really wanted to honour that they had a mix of cottage European garden plants and Australian natives. And people, you know, would walk past it every day. And there was a man that was just like, what are you painting? And I was telling him about billy buttons. I said, billy buttons, they're really silvery leaves. They've got the really long, like globular type yellow flower head. And then the next day I got to the site and on the windowsill was a couple of, they weren't billy buttons, but they were really similar. And an hour or so later, the man came past and said, so I found them this morning on my walk. Is that what you were talking about? Like, is that what they are? And I just thought the fact that it's made someone look at their landscape and start to think about what that could be and where that is and have a line of inquiry. And then you start to have this conversation about people and the way that they interpret the landscape and what their landscape means to them. And I really like that. What makes our Gippsland unique as a place? I think definitely starting with the landscape and coming back to that traditional farming landscape it is beautiful you still get the big trees you still get the cypresses lining fences but the actual landscape as a as a place is extraordinary but also too the small towns that within that are really special and i think what is lovely about the cultural shift that we were talking about earlier is even locals are really going yeah you know like our towns are really special and we can bring a lot and they're beautiful and we welcome new ideas and that's really nice. But I think what makes us even more particularly special is because you do have that bit of distance, which means that, you know, once you do travel that way, you are isolated and you can just be exposed to what this place is. And that's really nice. The Our People podcast series is produced for South Gippsland Shire Council. To hear more stories from South Gippsland like mine, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about South Gippsland and South Gippsland Shire Council, visit southgippsland.vic.gov.au.